calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. My name is LP Giobi, and you're listening to Rebel Radio. Fuck you, Josh. What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Tina Butterwolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh -huh. Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the Rebels who are shaping our culture. We talk about how they do it, why they do it, and what you can do to get a little piece of the pie for yourself. We're also the only show to bring you new music every week from our friends over at EDM.com. I'm your host, Josh Levine, and this week I take you backstage at the Shrine Amphitheater. We catch up with LP Giobi. She's uh, uh, moments before she goes on stage to open for Sophie Tucker. She's on tour all across America with Sophie Tucker and with Galantis. So make sure you find her if, if she's coming to your city. She's a DJ, producer. She's uh, the leader of the nonprofit Femme House, which is teaching women how to produce electronic music. She's also the music director at W Hotels, and she's a co-founder of the Animal Talk Collective with Sophie Tucker, which is a publishing company and much more. Um, man, I'm tired just listing everything that she does. Uh, it's amazing. She's got some great stories. Uh, she tells us kind of a surprising bit about how she became a DJ, one of my favorite stories. Um, that I've heard lately. And we talk about collaboration, imposter syndrome, prioritizing, all kind of good stuff in a short episode. So uh, let's dig in right after our EDM.com track of the week. Uptown with Addicted, the EDM.com track of the week. If you like that one, get over to EDM.com and check out more new music. And now let's get into the interview with LP Giovi. Nothing's live. You can, uh, yeah, no, I'm working on I just changed so many things in my show. Oh, you did? <laughs> no, go with it. You know what? You gotta you know go what? with it. If it doesn't work, then I'll know. 
exactly. And it's like, that's my If you're not going to try stuff, right? you're not going to learn. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. No, I'm, I'm, that's totally life. true. I, just, I think it's going to make it better, but I've just not done a lot of it before. But you know what? Leap. You just got to leap sometimes. What have you tried that didn't work? What's that? What have you tried that didn't uh, work? Well, I'm kind of, because it's weird. I, I have two sets. So, like, I only have a 30 minute journey with, right. with everybody. Yeah. And so, like, normally, I know how to compose like an hour to three hour set, you know? Sure. But now it's like, before I was trying to do it all in 30 minutes. And so, and I have like a lot of gear that I incorporate in different ways. And so, mm -hmm. I, I just think I need to pick a vibe for each set. Yeah. Uh, and the first set's going to be more um, gear based, I think. But I haven't really done a 30 minute set with mostly just the gear yet. So, cool. Why? You know what? Yeah, whatever. Nobody's going to be there for my first set anyway. <laughs> yeah, LA folks show up like Yeah, totally. For sure. Great. Okay, yeah. then I'm good. It's good. Then you get to work it out. Yeah, totally. You'll see what you feel and a few people that are there. Yeah. You'll get a movement. I've seen some of your stuff online. You're like killing the crowd. Oh, thank you. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like for me, it's so interesting being a, a DJ playing on a stage. Yeah. Know? Because oh, it's totally like, different than the club, right? Oh my gosh, in the club, like I can feel them. I right. can like see them. They're like, you know, and on the stage, they're like there. And so sometimes I just like I keep my like. Right, right. <laughs> it's funny. We, you know, we we interview a lot of DJs, and uh, you know, everyone talks about reading the room and kind of what that means for them. And then I go, so what's that like at a festival? And they're like, oh yeah, it doesn't. You no, can't. exactly. So yeah. it doesn't exist that you just, I like, I always kind of have a very good idea of what I'm going to play at a festival. Right. And, and I'm realizing stages are similar in that yeah. way. Like there, sure. there's 3,000 people here. I'm not right. gonna, I'm not, we're not going to like necessarily become a unified, you know, one mindset necessarily. Right. That's the goal. Although I have seen that. Yeah, right. And I mean, I've seen it, but yeah. it's rare. Yeah. And also I think that to, usually a DJ is not like, nobody like it. You know, back in the day, at least, before they were like on God Towers, you're not supposed to like look and stare at the DJ, right? So in a venue, You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. But people do. I know. But especially on a stage, it's literally, I'm, for, that's, you know, for sure. So I have I, friends who are DJs who like yell at people for staring at them. That is amazing. Yeah. So I'm trying to like, okay, so is there a separation between a DJ set and like live, sh you know, live There set? is. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm still, I can't, like, my background is is being in a band and right like, so like i would never call what i do live but i am going to incorporate more gear into it so sure. you know it's giving me an opportunity on a stage to like do more of that and yeah. like in a club it's kind of unnecessary right yeah well i want to hear about this background yeah um thank you for doing this yeah of course thank i'm you really excited me. to learn about you i've been watching all your stuff online it's amazing you, you. you definitely make my kind of music oh good and i love your team paula is an old friend who i love Susie, I've known forever. Love her as well. I have a remarkable and, uh, team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm so lucky. Yeah. You're, All you're, badass women. It's you're crazy. doing good things. <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's amazing. Um, so let's talk about how you got started. And I know you grew up playing music as well. Um, but do you remember the first record you ever bought for yourself? Yes. Mighty Mighty Boston's. Oh, wow. <laughs> It was a tape. Okay. Um, and I saved up for it. That from, we have come a long like, way. My allowance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that and also um, Cindy Lauper. I think um, I'm friends with the one of the Boston. You're kidding. I used to love I think so. it. He does A&R now. I do not gone with. That's them, right? Sure. So I'm glad I never yeah. had. Let's say it and is. I if I could. Anyways, I love that song. Yeah. And with Cindy Lauper. And Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm like, and, and actually, um, uh, time after time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. that's the better record. Yeah. For like, <laughs> the B-side? Yeah. For like music people, like that's the yeah. better record. Yeah. But obviously... Not that, obvious choice, so... Right, but yeah. that song was such an undeniable hit. Yeah, beautiful. And also... More, you didn't buy that. You weren't around when that came out, though. You bought that like after the fact. Um, Possibly. I don't know. I remember yeah. getting my hands on the tape and like being obsessive with what how she wore and how she wore it. And like that was even more than the music. was just like, look at this crazy girl. You can be crazy like this. You know, mm -hmm. inspiring. And then, um, so then you grew up playing music. Yeah, in second grade, I went to my parents and I was like, I have to take piano lessons. Nice. And they were like, you're way too young and you can barely sit still for more than five minutes. <laughs> sure. No, we're not going to spend money on that. Yeah. But um, they... Smart parents. Yeah. <laughs> but they're amazing humans and they went and found me a piano teacher. And this, this woman, Carolyn Horn, lived in Eugene. And um, she normally wouldn't take anybody uh, under fourth grade, mm -hmm. but my parents were like just meet with her. And so I met with her, and it was like our two souls were like, nice. like she is my person. She's yeah. the most amazing kindred spirit, just spark plug. Um, so I studied with her all the way through twelfth grade before I left for college. And um, like in middle school, and I, you know, didn't want to practice, and most people quit. Yeah. Um, she would, she captivated me by, you know, just cultivating creativity. So instead of doing scales some days, we would just like play the inside of the piano or mm. some lessons we would just play the bongos or some lessons we would just sit and talk. And, um, so for that reason, I, I, um, I, I stayed with it. And so it's, it's truly because of her that I'm sitting here right now. That's amazing. Yeah. She's remarkable. Um, I'm excited about that because I have a young son who plays music and I'm definitely afraid that he's going to quit like yeah. way too early. Totally. It's, I mean, for me, it was all about the teacher. Like yeah. I just never wanted to, I always wanted to be around her. Yeah. No, I think that's big. I think that like, you know, you find these people in your life that inspire you to, to do different things. And without that, it's just a piece of wood or... Totally, you know. totally. And, yeah. you know, like this show is a big show for me and I'm pretty nervous and I always have to, like what grounds me is thinking about her, you know, like nice. just she taught me how to, you know, find my inner child and share joy and like nothing else matters. It doesn't matter how perfect you play or whatever. Just like tap into that. So, and then when did you um, come to, now you make house music? Yeah, yes, that is a journey. Yeah. <laughs> it's a journey that I wish I could go back in time and be like, Get there sooner. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went to, so I started studying jazz in uh, middle school, or I guess high school. It's a big future in that. Um, <laughs> well, and so, so then I went to college and I was, I was a, I like loved school. I was really nerdy. And so my parents assumed I was going to like do masters and, you know, sure. higher education. What were you, you going to be? Um, in, their, in their like, dream of yeah, being like... Yeah, you know, they're, I mean, they're, they're deadheads. They're uh -huh. like hippies. They are, okay. um, they actually, like, an, I was a straight A student. And yeah. they were, um, they're like, they, they wanted me to get a B because they thought I was like too intense. <laughs> and they wanted me to show me that the world will not end if you get a B. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't, like, I was so type A. Right. I still am. So, um, so my, my, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to, my major to be. Um, and my parents were like, just take all the classes that you love and then, you know, that'll be your major and then you can go and get a master's and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So I ended up with a jazz piano performance degree from UC Berkeley, Okay. which like then I graduated and I kind of was burnt out from school and I was like, now what am I going to do yeah. with this? Great advice, parents. 
Um, and so I actually ended up working for a concert promoter in the Bay Area, but at night I would play jazz gigs at, at this local bar okay. for fun. And um, this producer who was working with Daft Punk and Justice, he heard me one night and asked if I wanted to move to LA and join an all-female electronic band. Okay. And I was like, I don't even know what a synthesizer is. And he was like, oh, you know, that's the easy part. If you have, you know, if you have theory and you know how to play, like, it'll be fine. Yeah. And I'm so glad I believed him. Like, I mean, that I thought right. that it would be easy. Yeah. Because it was three years of, like, hitting my head against the wall as I was trapped in a garage learning, um, you know, synthesis and sound design and Pro Tools and Ableton and how to, like, MIDI clock seven synths on stage live. And, like, it was intense. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. And, um... But that's where I started to learn how to produce, but we were making like really weird experimental music. And um, I was playing Snow Globe Music Festival mm -hmm. and um, I was the opening set uh, for Sophie Tucker, but I was just like DJing off my laptop. It wasn't, I was, right. it was bad, okay? Nobody was there except for my mom, who was only on the dance floor to like feed me chicken nuggets. And, and it's I like freezing, like, right? What's that? It's like cold. And it's, yeah, it's freezing, yeah. it's cold. I'm like, is this my life? Yeah. Is this gonna be my house? It was a dark moment. And then I left and I got a DM on Instagram from Sophie Tucker. And they were like, we were backstage, we listened to your whole set, we loved it. Do you want to come on tour with us? Wow. And I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not a DJ. Like that's not I'm a you know, I'm a piano player and I'm in this weird band and like they're like, Well, we like what you played if you wanna come, come. Right. So um, I learned how to DJ on the road and literally like at shows, like a lot of hit and miss. <laughs> and then um, and then Tucker was like, you should start making music that you would play in a DJ set. Like, you're also this joyous person idea. and you're making this like really dark music. What if you didn't? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, while DJ, I learned what worked on the dance floor and I learned like what I, what, what got me excited, which ultimately gets them excited. And so that's kind of how it started. This episode of Rebel Radio is brought to you by HoneyBook. If you run a business or you're starting a business or you got a little side hustle, whatever it is, you need HoneyBook. It's an online business management tool that organizes all your client communications, your bookings, contracts, invoices in one place. It makes it simple to run your business better. There's templates, automation. It works with some of the services I'm sure you already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, MailChimp. It saves you time and lets you do more of the stuff that you love. And right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners half off when you visit honeybook.com slash rebel. Payment's flexible and the promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash rebel for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash rebel. Some people might not have had the wisdom to take advice from strangers. <laughs> Um, well, I was a huge Sophie Tucker fan, though. Okay. And, like, I loved what they did. In fact, cool. one of the songs I was working on with the band at the time, um, I, so I just found this journal, and I opened it up, and the reference track was Drinky. Nice. Which is so funny to... I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, it was good advice. Um, like, I really come alive if the music speaks to me. And yeah. I think that, the, like, the, the period with the band was, like, a really weird experimental angsty period. And it was great. I'm so grateful for it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like, that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, like, a 
I'm like a yeah, you don't seem yeah, super I like angsty. really like happiness. Yeah. <laughs> happiness is cool, it turns out. Yeah, and yeah. that took me a long time. You're like, I wanted to be cool. Yeah. And then finally, Soap and Talk were like, you're not that cool. Just lean into that. And like, that will make you cool. So I think okay. I'm finally getting there. Yeah. So was that, um, I mean, the way you tell it was like pretty uh, instantaneous. Oh my gosh, it felt like forever. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually was only a few years. Okay. Uh, oh no, I meant like making that decision to kind oh, of shift gears. Yeah, you know, I mean, at first I wasn't good enough to produce the music I wanted to play. Yeah. You know, I had a, a bar that was set and it was just, uh, I was not hitting it. And um, it probably didn't, like the, the tracks I'm releasing now, I mean, even the first few tracks I released, I, I probably wouldn't. <clears throat> I don't play a lot of them anymore, you know? What's the first track that felt, that feels like yeah, you? Yeah, Dehal Afasar. Okay. Um, and I'll play it in my, I'll definitely play it tonight. It's, yeah. I love playing it live. Yeah, because I love there's that like song. a moment where I can I riff on the piano and do like some jazz riffs just like nice. over the breakdown. And sometimes I'm like, oh, should I have recorded that in the actual recording? <laughs> but whatever, let it go. Probably. No, because then you can do it on I stage. I know, it makes it a little bit special to see yeah. it. Yeah, that's what I hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, it's been a journey. I mean, it's still a journey. I keep thinking this is it, and then, it, you know, it evolves. So now you're a very busy woman uh, with W Hotels. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? Femme House. Femme House. Yeah. Is it Animal Collective? Animal, uh, Animal Talk Collective. Animal Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animal Collectives is that yeah, other Yeah, that thing. other great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, tricky. So uh, let's talk about all that. Like, yeah. uh, first of all, so what are you doing for W? Um, I'm the North American Music Director. Okay. Which means I um, help and consult on their record label, their recording studios, their music festivals. Um, I book a lot of our living room live shows, um, which are shows on property. Yeah. Um, and I also curate all the sounds that you hear when you walk into the hotel. So it's a lot, yeah. but it's, um, a, it's, it's actually, <laughs> so 10 years ago, I was, when I was working for Another Planet Entertainment, um, I was like interning um, in college and I opened up a billboard magazine and I saw that, that W Hotels had just started this position, Global mm -hmm. Music Curator, and I thought, oh my gosh, to get to play with brand money and like, you know, book the acts that you love and believe in and yeah. so I thought awesome and I ripped it out and I put it on my vision board not even kidding you and 10 years later I Here am you that are. person that's yeah that's amazing a manifestation Maybe so why why are you the right one for that role um I think that so I have a background in the music industry mm -hmm. um and I also am an artist mm -hmm. uh and so it sort of allows me to see both sides of the coin um and I also, you know, have a lot of great relationships with artists who I really believe in, who are coming up, and W is all about what's new and next. And to be able to, um, you know, plug them into the right channels, uh, and I know both parties will will get something out of that, is is a real treat for me. Was that hard to get? I mean, it it seems like, um, I mean, I love it. I think you're probably doing great stuff for them. I haven't heard. I haven't been in a W in a while. I just started, um, so it's fair. Okay, but you know. But you can, I think it would be easy to imagine a brand like that just wanting a big name who probably yeah. doesn't even do it themselves and they have somebody else do everything. And yeah, just, totally. Right? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, there are, you know, I think that to a certain degree, like, you know, the festival headliners still need to be big names, obviously. Sure, of course. Um, and there is, you know, some of that. But what's I'm cool just saying the, the, the music director position, like, oh, you could oh. see them, like, just the press release of, like, Jay-Z's our music director, whoever. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I think that they got to a place where, like, we need somebody who will actually do work. Yeah. That <laughs> and helps. I am a workhorse, so... Um, I think that they're actually more surprised by like the, um, I've been doing a lot of brand partnerships for them and they, I don't know if they necessarily saw that coming, but, wow. um, I'm working on something with them and Dolby right now because I've worked with Dolby as an artist before. So, um, nice. yeah, that's really a lot cool. of fun opportunities. Yeah. Um, and then tell me about Femme House. Uh, Femme House is what really makes me happy and keeps me going oh yeah yeah okay um it's like you know being an artist is so like me 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 and it's it's exhausting and also not a healthy way to live yeah. <laughs> so um femhouse is uh it's a platform to um help teach women how to produce music mm -hmm. uh tangibly it's a monthly workshop based in la it's free um for women and non-binary and um, safe space to learn how to use Ableton and program drums and what MIDI concepts are. And I think there's this, cr this weird narrative in LA that is, um, there's so many talented singer songwriters who are sort of waiting for a producer to like pluck them out of obscurity. Sure. And you know, um, and that is usually a, ma a male role. It's 3% of women are producers or something crazy. Mm. Um, and the, produ the producer role is so important because it, it, it controls the sound of the song, therefore, you know, the, the sound of the, their voice. And mm -hmm. so I just, I felt um, impassioned to help give women those tools, um, and not like obviously not every woman's going to go and be a producer, but at least sure. take the you know the language in the studio so they can still sort of own the sound of their song. Yeah. Um, and also it expands what you ever what you thought you could be. So mm. I was constantly in the band. We were in rooms with male producers, and I had I had awesome experiences. But it wasn't until I heard that Grimes produced her own record that I even thought that that could be a role I could have. Mm. Um, and you know, just lack of visual representation. And my, and my parents were hippies. They're like, "You can do anything. You definitely like almost too much." Right. <laughs> but I just never saw myself in that role, so it didn't even occur to me. Yeah. Um. So when I when I realized like, oh, I could be that, and then it opened my mind up to like, what else could I do that I didn't mm -hmm. think I could do? Um. So I think that's why Femme House is is important, and it's I've met so many amazing women. It's blown my mind. It's I just I feel really lucky to be a part of it. Oh wait, nice. Let's yeah. do it again. If you're enjoying this, let's go back in the Rebel Radio archives. Check out my interview with Sophie Tucker uh, live at Coachella a couple years ago. I got them backstage, and um, we had a, a quick, short interview talking about their really unique and, and amazing partnership and their kind of uh, rise to where they've gotten. It's been amazing seeing how far they've come since then, uh, seeing them on stage at, at the Shrine the other night. Um, there's there's a cult following. There's people wearing all kind of crazy outfits that uh, they either sold or inspired, and it's just a really cool thing they have going on. So check that one out too. Um, who are the women that, other than Cindy Lauper and <laughs> Sophie, um, only Cindy Lauper, that have kind of influenced you? Uh, in, in music or in your career? Yeah, great question. Ooh, there's my piano teacher, the first one, Carolyn yeah. Horn. Shout out. Um, 
I'm working with an artist named Kalina Zanders right now. Got we it. have a track coming out together, and she has really opened my mind um, to the possibility of combining ways to combine different genres in a mm -hmm. way that, you know, I mean, it's important to her, like, we need to make music that people will play and listen to, you know, and which is, but she never follows trends. She's just aware of them and then puts her own, like, what does that mean to you? You know, right, right. now, like, Tech House, Bass House is, like, very in, but, like, what does that sure. mean in your language? Um, and so she's really opened my... Uh, my my skill set to being able to sift through that and like put it through my my dot system, you know. Sorry, I don't, I'm let you finish, but no, yeah, go. Um, people talk about it, they talk about the difference between male and female leaders and CEOs, right? And uh, I always cringe a little bit because we're just like it's just more stereotypes. But like they'll you know generalize that you know female CEOs are often more inclusive, or they're more Collaborate, adaptable, yeah. right? Yeah. There's um, is, biologically, I think, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, uh, I actually read one thing that um, women are harder negotiators when they're negotiating on behalf of someone else, and men are better okay, negotiators yeah. or they're tougher when they're negotiating on their own behalf. Yeah. Um, so have a female lawyer. I do. Great. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, so, uh, but don't be a female lawyer. Right. Interesting. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, so, would you say that there's similar differences to producing music? Hmm. I think that there's like already a mental battle that I, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but mm -hmm. that I go through with, you know, um, imposter syndrome and like believing that I can do something. And I don't know if that's because... Everyone has that. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that. Um, I don't know how gendered it is, but like there's even, I have less, you know, representation to look at. Sure. And so I think that like I have to really dig deep for that like belief that I can do this. I think a lot of people do. I'm not mm -hmm. necessarily saying that's just gendered, but yeah. Um, I also, I mean, I I really love collaborating mm -hmm. in in um, in songs and production. But I think that's just because I, I really love being around other people's energy and being in a studio by yourself is a really solitary, isolating thing. Right. So I don't know. So what, what makes is. someone a good collaborator for you? Um, I think that it's really so. It's to me, it's like. Um, well, <laughs> don't fall. <laughs> I got so excited. <laughs> to me, it's like, um, sh uh, oh, wait, what is that? Um, not trades. When people uh, stand up, um, not stand up, but. Improv. Improv, thank you. It's like improv. Yeah. It's so like the first rule of improv is yes and. Mm -hmm. Like you never shut something down. Mm -hmm. And the best sessions I've had or the best songs that have come out of what I've done have always been yes and. Like you have to just go with it. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, you have to go with whatever somebody yeah. else's idea is. Even if you right away are like, I don't think that's going to be it. But like, say yes and let it flow, you know? Um, and that's been a really, and I, I, you know, my type A personality is like, tends to like, mm. and so it's been, it's been really good for me to like, work on yes and. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, yeah, that's, I think that makes a good collaboration. Yeah. Two people who can do that together or, you know, three, whatever. I love um, talking about Femme House. 
there's the track manifesto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I thought. So it's the manifesto of. It's Fountain the manifesto of, of, of Animal oh, Talk, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Animal Talk is a language that says uplift instead of threaten. That says the more one artist shines, the more we all shine. It says we do everything in our power to nourish, inspire, encourage, and protect our friends on the stage and off. The well, I stage. love that concept of putting manifesto in a song. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was really what a, fun. Like, we did have a tour bus. No one's done that before. That's yeah, cool. yeah, we were. Um, so, and then tell tell me about Animal Talk. Animal Talk is an artist collective. Um, again, tangibly, it's a publishing company, mm -hmm. a joint venture, third side. But it's also a party um, where we go into clubs and turn it into neon jungles and everybody gets animal masks and dresses like animals and like we rave all night. And Crazy. as you'll see, I oftentimes like howl on stage, just like, you know, let it out. And <laughs> so like that's, that's what the party is. Nice. Um, and it's about tapping into your inner child and uplifting others around you. You know, the more light that shines on others, the more will hit you is the concept. Because I think in, yeah. our, in the music industry, it's like sometimes it feels like there can only be one on top. And we don't believe that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, the man, yeah, the song, the manifesto says it all. Um, Sophie wrote that. And um, we made the music to that on a, on a tour, literally on an off day on the tour bus. It was so fun. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you got this track, Amber Rose, it's blowing up. Oh my gosh, that, <laughs> yeah, see, even that is like, I don't know if I would make, I would, I, cause going back to right now, what I'm, who I'm really inspired by, um, uh, Kink is probably like my biggest. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with him. Like every morning while I work out, I watch a, a video of him live. <laughs> okay. I think he's everything. Really? The music he makes, the EP he just put out, the piano, the piano house EP. It's like, ugh, mm. I'm so mad I didn't make those songs, you know? Okay. <laughs> and how he uses gear, and he's just, oh, he's a genius. Um, but where was I going with that? What was your question? Uh, just the, the Amber Rose track. Oh, yeah. So I love Amber Rose. Like, would I make it now? I don't know. But it's one of my, I mean, I, 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 people, you know, when I'm DJing at a club, will usually write on their phone, like, have, have I missed Amber Rose? Of course. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm playing that. <laughs> um, but that track was so, that was one of the first songs I ever made. It was the first song I made. I oh, think. really? Yes. And um, I was actually talking to, to Tucker about, you know, what, like, should I have vocals on my track? Should I not, you know, what, what, how, to, how mm -hmm. do I even start mm -hmm. doing this? And he's like, well, you really care about, you know, empowering the female voice. Like, are there any friends that you have that, like, have written feminist poems that you could, like, throw on top or whatever? So I called her mix a lot. And um, she's an amazing poet. I'm like, have you written a feminist poem recently? And she's like, yeah, um, I'll, like, I'll, I'll come down and show you. So actually my microphone was broken, so she recorded it. I just plugged my headphones into the input and, you know, recorded it that way. <coughs> and it's still my favorite sounding vocal. So funny. Um, and... She started saying, <laughs> I'll never forget this. I was like, okay, play her beat. And she's like, I Amber Rose on these hoes. Amber Rose. And I was like, I stopped it. And I was like, what is that? Like, I hate, I hated it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, what is this? This is not feminist. Amber, why are you, you know? And um, she broke it down for me. She is, uh, actually, this is extremely feminist. Like, this is a woman who was told, like, you're only worth your body, you're trash, sure. whatever. And she flipped that story and, you know. Now sitting in a mansion, she's doing just fine. So I was like, That's okay, right. like let's okay, let's go with this. And yeah, they turned into 
into the track that it is, and it's a bop. No, I love it, and, and I could I could see why like people. I mean, it's just infectious. Yeah, it's fun. It is. Yeah. I mean, my friends called me. They were at Fire Island recently, and they heard it playing in the club, and they called me, and I was like, I feel like I can retire if the song is being played out there. <laughs> Like it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's like and it's a bogey moment, and like that is the sure. community that I love. So. Yeah. Um, and I and you know I love that story because I think, you know, it bothers me a little bit when feminism is only defined in these narrow confines yeah. of a certain, certain perspective or certain style, right? Yeah, and, totally. That's uh, fair. And you know, as I would say with any anything, right? There's always different perspectives and yeah. ways to look at it. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. Thank you, I appreciate that. What's next? What do you you got this tour? I have this tour, and then I'm going out on the road with Maddie on after this. Oh, okay. Um, his direct support for a run, playing Galantis at, with Galantis at the Shrine next week. Nice. So I'm popping off this tour for a day, coming wow. back. Um, and then go to Europe with Sophie Tucker. Nice. And I play Snow Globe Music Festival. Have you done Europe yet? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, I love it there. And also, it's going to be during the holidays, and I am. Amazing. I'm pretty much elf, so I, I'm freaking out that I'm going to be over there during the <laughs> during the during the Christmas markets. Right. Like my head's just going to be like, okay, oh I'm going to miss all the shows. Of course. Um, and I have a track coming out with TT the artist. She's so dope. Um, and I have another track coming out with Crush Club. Um, TT the Arts is the end of this month. Crush Club is next month. It's called Angel. It's coming out. Sweat it out. And it is, you'll hear it tonight. It's, you know, just, it's a bop. <laughs> it's another one of those songs like we made in a day and we were like just laughing the whole time and it just worked. I guess that's what happens when you're happy and creating. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so how do you decide what to say no to? Um, I, ha I have, I'm bad at that. I literally... I say I say yes to everything, which yeah, is sure. a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, my family and friends and partner are like, oh my god, they don't. Yeah, I mean, I probably could work on a little bit more balance, um, but I just feel so excited and like in a, such an intense time of creativity right now, and like yeah. just like fed by it all, and so I'm okay saying yes to okay. too many things right now. But I'm at a certain point, I'll probably have to. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, lightning round before I let you go get oh, on stage. Gosh. Okay. What's your favorite city to travel to? Chicago. Nice. We don't get that one a lot. Really? What do you get? I don't know. It's like it's literally a... the best city. No, it's great. People either <laughs> name. Only one answer. A lot of people say like where they're from, which is weird. Oh, definitely. That's fine. Not. Eugene, Oregon. No, I'm sorry. I love Eugene, but. Uh, no, Chicago's a great city. I love it there. Who's your favorite DJ? Kink. What's the last great book you read? Oh, um, oh, I just read, okay, it was my first book that I read that wasn't a self-help book okay. in like five years, yeah. and it was unbelievable. I was like, oh, it's just, this is fun. Um, the Where the Crawdads, Crawdads Sing, it's like okay. pretty popular right now. Oh, cool. Um, oh, it was so good. Yeah. But I'm also, now I just started reading um, Patti Smith's new book. Oh, yeah. The Monkey, You're the Monkey. Um, and that's, it's like very weird and like, you know, stream of consciousness and 
my my aunt gave that to me. Um, she came to my show in Portland. She gave it to me so that I could like read something and come down after the shows at night nice. on the tour bus. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's been fun. What's your favorite self-help book? Um, oh, well, the, I mean, the book that changed my life, like probably the second reason I'm sitting here, The Artist's Way. Mm, it's great. Um, it's, yeah. it's everything. That's awesome. Um, what movie have you seen the most in your life? Have I seen the most? Yeah. Oh, I hate watching the same movie twice. You do? Yeah. So I don't know if I ever have. Really? Because I feel like what a waste of time. I've already seen it. I've consumed that. Like consume something new. That's amazing. But it, I, but you know what? I've seen more than I've, You're been, a unique I've woman. seen one more than twice. The piano. Ah, uh, that's a you good know. Have you seen that? The yeah, scene yeah. where she's running the forest awesome. and the cinematography and the. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you ever wake up with a song in your head? I think I have, like, I've, I've woke up with a melody in my head one time. Oh, no, like a song you know. Oh, a song I know. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. What's the I'm last one you remember? Oh, great question. That is a good question. Um, oh, I know. Well, it's Sophie Tucker's song. <laughs> Sacrifice. Oh. It's not out yet. Okay. It's so good. Nice. I'm going to tell you my last one. Oh, good. Because I, I write them, I make, a, right I make a playlist. I've started making a playlist. But, like, did you just want to get stuck in your head? Oh, Galvanize, the Chemical Brothers. Oh, that's sick. I love that song. Well, you woke up with that in your head. Yeah, I wake what up. What is going on in your head? And then dreams? I just put it in the playlist. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> it's songs I don't like, which yeah. sucks, yeah. but you know, it is what it is. I feel like that's usually the case for me, except for um, sacrifice. If I worked for you, what's the, what, what would I hear you say over and over? <laughs> um, okay, I'm so sorry to do this, but <laughs> probably that. Yeah, that's good. That gets you a lot of license. <laughs> Right. I said sorry first. Yeah, though. exactly. Paul is probably like, "Yep, definitely." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for yeah, talking to us. It's great. Thank you. I'm excited to see the show. Thank you. Come back anytime cool. uh, and promote more stuff. Cool. And thank we'll you. be watching you. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yo, that was LPGOB on Rebel Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Make sure you hit us up. Leave us a comment, a review on, on Apple, um, on Twitter, on Facebook. Our pages are at Rebel Radio Net. We have videos from a lot of our episodes going up on our YouTube channel at Rebel Radio Net. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.